If you have your Bibles, I want you to open up to Genesis chapter 13. This morning, I want to talk to you on the subject of fathership. Fatherhood is leadership. Fatherhood is leadership. It says, And Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him to the south. And Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai to the place where the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the Lord. And Lot also, who went with Abraham, had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together. For their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. Watch this. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's flock and the herdsmen of Lot's flock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites also dwelled in the land. So Abram said to Lot, please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen. He says, for we are brethren. He says, is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. He says, if you take the left, then I will go to the right. And if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. Notice here, verse 10. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw the plain of the Jordan. And it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as you go toward Zoar. Watch this. Then Lot chose for himself. Notice that. Lot didn't seek the Lord. What did he do? Chose for himself all the plain of the Jordan, and Lot journeyed east and separated him from there. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent as far as Sodom. Notice here, verse 13. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. This morning, I want to talk to you on the subject of fatherhood is leadership. You may be seated this morning. Fatherhood is leadership. You know, Lot is one of those guys in the Bible who is a cautionary tale. He's a man who the Bible tells us experienced great blessing, but he also knew what it was to lose the blessing of God on his life and to suffer loss in his life. The reason Lot went from great blessing to suffering loss was based on his ability to make decisions. And I really believe it's important to all the fathers and heads of households this morning to understand how important our decisions are. There are people here this morning, especially a lot of these young families that God is raising up in our church, and a lot of you new parents, and a lot of those of you that are newly and freshly married, you're faced with decisions every single day. And I want you to know without a shadow of a doubt that your decisions will determine your destiny. The Bible is not only a book of destiny, but it's a book of decisions. There are actually 331 ifs in Scripture. And how many know that for every promise that God gives us, he always places a decision or a requirement to it? There's always going to be a condition to the promises of God. Now, I know that may not be exciting to you, but that's just the way it is. And let me ask you a question this morning. How many of you want to experience the promises of God in your life? How many of you want the best for, of God in your life? Then we've got to understand that decisions are so important. 
as fathers, as head of households, or maybe you're someone that's leading your family this morning, understand that the decisions you make not only affect you, but they affect your family. Sometimes we think that the decisions we make only have bearing on our life. But I want to tell you that they also have a bearing on those you love. When we look at Lot, we find that he made a lot of, he, had, he made some decisions. He made a really great decision, and then he also made a really bad decision. Let's look at the first decision he made, the, the great decision. It says that Abraham let, went up from Egypt, and he and his wife and all he had, notice here, and Lot went with him. Now, let me tell you that that was a great decision for Lot because Abraham had a promise from God upon his life. And what Lot recognized is he recognized the promise of God on Abraham's life. He recognized the favor of God on Abraham's life. And he recognized the authority of God on Abraham's life. And so Lot looked at Abram. He saw that God was blessing him. And he decided to link up with Uncle Abraham, who was actually his literal uncle. And so what we see is that when Abraham Sarah, and Sarah went out on the journey of faith, Lot said, I'm going with you because he knew that Abraham was going to step into some big blessings within his life. What were the results in Lot's life? Well, the Bible tells us very clearly the Lot was also blessed himself. That as long as Lot was under the leadership of his uncle Abraham, he began to experience some great blessing. Let me, let me talk to some of you young leaders right now. One of the, the greatest decisions you could ever make in your life is to get under a spiritual leader. Come on, say amen. That's one of the greatest decisions you could ever make. It's to find a spiritual leader. Find somebody that God is blessing. Find somebody that is walking according to the will of God and get under that leader. Because when you begin to get under that leader, that's when the blessing that's on that leader is the blessing that's going to come upon you. Come on, if you agree, give God a praise if you know what I'm talking about. The Bible tells us that Lot started being so blessed that the land couldn't support all of their cattle. And so then strife broke out. And how many know there's not only uh, problems when you're broke, but how many of those problems when you're blessed too? See, even the promised land has problems. Even when you're in a place of blessing, you're going to have problems. Sometimes you think, well, now you know, to serve God is to never have problems. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Because even when God begins to bless you, how many know what it is to be blessed by God? And even when God begins to increase your life, understand there's always going to be challenges. Tell your neighbor, there's going to be challenges. So strife broke out between their herdsmen. And Abraham, like a wise leader, came up to Lot and said, listen, we don't want to have strife. We're brothers. We're family. Say that with me. Say, we're family. There should be no strife. There should be no arguments. He says, listen, you, if you want to go left, I'll go right. You want to go right, I'll go left. So Lot, we find that even though Abraham was using wisdom, now Lot, he didn't use much wisdom. Because this, he went from making a great decision to making a bad decision. What was the bad decision? The bad decision is that he came out from under Abraham's covering. Imagine that, that for a season of his life, he experienced blessing because he was under a spiritual covering. He experienced blessing because he chose a spiritual man to follow, 
to sit under his teaching, to model after his life, to submit to his authority. And as God began to bless Abraham, then God began to bless Lot. But then he makes a bad decision in verse 12 when he chooses to come from under the covering of Abraham. The Bible says that Lot pitched his tent as far as Sodom. And you know what Lot did? Just like some of you. I'm going I'm to just, just be a pastor for a minute. Just like some of you who are sitting here right now looking at me and you're just looking at me. You don't even, you don't understand it. Let me, let me tell you something, Lot. Look at here. <laughs> Lot allowed the allure of the city to entice him. He looked over at Sodom and looked over at the well-watered plains of the Jordan and he was pulled in by the lust of the city. And I'm going to tell you, man, you, you can't totally judge Lot. I know there's a lot of we judge Lot. We say, man, Lot was a horrible person. Listen, you would do the same thing. You would do the same thing. Because I want to tell you something, Victor Irish San Diego, the pool of the world is very strong. The pool of the world is stronger than ever. And it takes a spiritual man. It takes a leader in the house to recognize when the world is trying to pull your family away from the blessing and away from the favor of God. Can anybody get behind this word this morning? It takes somebody, watch this, that's not looking through the natural eyes, but is looking through the spiritual eyes. See, what happened was Lot was allured by the world, and the world is alluring us. Let me put it this way. The world wants to not only allure us, the world wants to seduce us. And the world wants to seduce men, and the world wants to seduce women, and the world wants to go after and seduce our children. The world is seducing our children through the internet, seducing our children through television, seducing our children through music. But it takes a spiritual man, a spiritual leader, a spiritual woman to begin to rise up and let the world know it cannot have your children. Are there any spiritual leaders in the house this morning. Lot messed up because he got enticed, watch this, with the easy life, with easy believism. He had desires for fortune and Fame. How many ever seen that person? They post all those selfies on the internet with desires for fortune and fame. Maybe somebody will discover me. Maybe someone will discover me and, and find me. Listen, brother, the only one's going to find you is the devil. Or some guy without a job. What happened a lot? Forgot his source. Imagine that. As long as he was under his uncle Abraham, he was blessed. He was close to his source, but he got away from his source because he thought he could do it in his own strength. The scripture is very clear. He said, Lot chose for himself. He didn't seek the Lord about his future. He didn't seek the Lord for his family. He didn't build an altar to the Lord and say, Lord, what do you have for my family? What do you have for my marriage? What do you have for my kids? No, no, no. He was enticed by the world. He opened up his natural eyes and he looked out and he saw fame and fortune. He said, maybe it could happen for me. Am I telling the truth? What made Abraham and Lot so different? 
Lot chose the instant gratification of Sodom. That's how you know someone's not spiritual. When they're always going after instant gratification. But you know what Abraham did? He chose to stay in step with God's will. Watch this. Even if it meant that he had to continue to wait for the blessing. So let me insert this right here to our head of households, to our fathers, to our grandfathers. And there's many of you that can say amen to this. Wait for the blessing. Stick it out. Don't give up. God is faithful. True to his word. God will come through for you. Come on, somebody. God is not a liar. He's a God that is able to bless. He's got a good plan for you. It will come to pass. Don't fall for the fried ice cream. Tell your neighbor, wait it out. See, why is this such an important message? And, and it's quiet in here this morning because we, we want to hear about how God's going to bless us and how God's going to open up. But let me tell you something. If you get a hold of this world, God will bless you if you get a hold of this word. Why is this such an important message today? I'm going to tell you why it's important. Because families are crying out for leadership. And families are so desperate for leadership They'll follow the Kardashians to get it. You got celebrities that are even naming themselves after God. Because the world is so thirsty for leadership. Right now we're in an election cycle. And I know many of you are watching the news. Be the next president. Who am I going to vote for? Am I going to vote for Hillary? Am I going to vote for Donald Trump? Listen, let me tell you something, my friend. It's not about who's in the White House. It's about who's in your house. Who's leading your family? Who's praying in your house? Who's bringing in the presence of God? Who's seeking the Lord for the house, for the family? Who's pressing in with the Lord? Who's setting the right example? We don't want people to look at our president. We want people to look at us. We are the people of God. We are the children of God. We are the leaders that God wants to use. Ask your neighbor, are you the leader? Because that's what we need to be. Families are saying, which way should I go? Should I go left? Should I go right? They're saying, uh, young people are saying, who should I marry? And dad, let me tell you something. If you don't change, your daughter's going to marry someone just like you. How are you going to feel then? How many of us, as, as dads, we've got to change? You didn't like that, did you? But that's the truth. That's the truth, Jack. That's the truth, Jack. Understand me. Some of you men need to know the truth. It's time to start being a man. It's time to start taking the lead. You're not in high school anymore. You're not in college anymore. You're getting old, buddy. Your hair is getting gray. And you're still struggling with things that you struggled with when you were at your mama's house. time for spiritual leaders to rise up it's time for men to take their place in the kingdom of god we need fathers we need spiritual fathers we men need men that know the voice of the lord now you don't want to say nothing to me this morning lot took his family out of the will of god and he made three really bad decisions for his family. Number one, write this down. He pursued the wrong things. This is a message for leaders. And 
if you're here and say, how could he speak a message like that? Where's the hope? Where's the hope? Well, that's because you're a baby. You don't understand what food is. And you want milk. Well, this is not milk. This is meat. And how many know meat is going to grow you? Meat is going to build you up. The first thing is that Lot pursued the wrong things. In verse 10, you find it. When Lot looked over at Sodom, we find that Lot material success over spiritual success. Let me say something to you. When you have spiritual success, material success will always follow. Spiritual success doesn't material success. Lot placed material success above spiritual success when he chose the well-watered plains of Jordan over the spiritual blessing of dwelling with his uncle. Lot was looking through the natural eyes instead of the spiritual eyes. Now, how do we know this, was, this happened? Because the Bible says that the plains were well-watered. When he looked over at Sodom, he saw that the, there was a lot of grass and he saw that the plains were well-watered. And what I, what I see happening in Lot is what I see happening in many men of my generation. I see it happening a lot, what I see many men happening in my generation and the generation behind me, is that many men lack contentment within their life. You don't know how to be content. You got to always be on to the next thing and on to the newest thing and on to the next relationship and on to the next job. See, God hasn't called you to look to other territory. God has called you to build in the territory you are in. And what happened a lot is that he was not satisfied. That's the problem with our generation. Is we're so busy praying for more when we haven't even fully activated all that we have. Don't tell me that God's going to give you more when there's gifts that still aren't being used. Don't tell me that God's going to give you more when there's relationships that still aren't even being built. You don't want to say nothing to me this morning. Don't tell me that you need a, 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 a better woman when you can't take care of the woman you got. I'm just saying. It's all, you got it all, buddy. It's all in your house. It, you, it's all right there in your land. Listen, friend, let me tell you something. The grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it, where you build, where you seek the Lord, where you commit your life. Come on, Victor Average, help me preach this morning. Stop being dissatisfied and learn to be content with what God has given you. Woo! People say, Pastor, oh, I wish I had your life. I wish I had all your blessings. Listen, if you want my grass, you need to want my water bill. You ain't seen my water bill. You haven't seen the price I've had to pay. You haven't seen the commitments that I've had to make. You haven't seen the mountains I've had to climb. See, some of you got to start climbing mountains and going to a new level because you have more in you than you realize. You're already blessed. You already got a great plan from the Lord. All you got to do is commit to it. Start watering your grass. Stop looking elsewhere. See, the devil wants to trick men to think that you, all you're called to do is be a provider. That, that's my calling. I'm a provider. I'm the man of the house. I pay all the bills. Get out of here, man. You think that's what fatherhood is? 
paying the cell phone bill for the kids, and I got you a cell phone, you need to respect me. Man, man shut up with all that, stop. I put food in the fridge. Bro, if you don't put food in the fridge, they're gonna call CPS on you. What's the matter with you? There ain't nothing special about that. You ain't hearing what I'm saying in this place. We give ourselves credit for things that we shouldn't give ourselves credit for. And a lot of times we, we think that just providing is being a father. Let me tell you something. I, I grew up in a house with parents that were great. My parents worked their whole life. My mom's still working. She's going to retire soon. We always had food on the table. We always had our cleats for baseball. We always had our, 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 our gloves and our football equipment. And we never, we always had a bike. Come on, somebody. We were blessed. My parents were good, hardworking people. They did the best they could. But you know the mistake they made is that they didn't lay a spiritual foundation. We had money, but we didn't have one spiritual person in the house. We had all that we needed financially. We had food on the table. We ate good. We were involved in community activity. Sometimes we think, oh, because we put our kids in sports, that's, that's all they need. My friend, we had all that, but sin still came in. We still started smoking weed at 12 years old. We still started drinking beer. Why? Because it doesn't matter how much food you put on the table. Your kids are going to do what they see you doing. We thought that we, want, we wanted to be men so we would wrap the brown bag around the tall can. Because we thought that that's what men did. But let me tell you what men do. Men don't wrap the brown bag around the tall can. Men go to church. Men pray. Men break before the Lord. Men seek the Lord with all their might, soul, and strength. Come on, am I telling the truth this morning? They did the best they could. But we still got messed up. Because there wasn't a foundation. I look at my children today, and they may not have all other. They have everything they have. But they have something more valuable. They have a legacy. They have a spiritual foundation. They come home to a place where there's peace in the house, and nobody's our. Come on, somebody. How many want that for your home? How many want to raise a godly family? Come on, ladies. At least help me preach to your men. They tell it, Pastor. Thank you, ladies. Back me up, sister. What's going on? I'm trying to help you out. The second thing that we find is that the men, the plains are watered, but the men were wicked. All that glitters isn't gold, people. You hearing me today? The men were wicked. He pitched his tent next to the wickedness of the city, and it's impossible. Let me tell you something. It's impossible to fight wickedness alone. It's impossible to overcome wickedness all by yourself. If you park your family next to wickedness, eventually that wickedness is going to creep into your family. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you live in a neighborhood... Where they're smoking weed outside and they're understand me, it's just 
matter of time, just a matter of time before your kids get affected by that stuff. Now, I know there's some of you that are trying to dig your way out of that. You're giving your way out of that. But let me tell you something. You've got to get out of that atmosphere because you've got to get your children into an atmosphere of holiness, into an atmosphere of success, into an environment where people are seeking the Lord. Can I hear an amen? So the first thing is that he pursued the wrong things. The second thing that Lot did is that he set the wrong example. I'm going to move just a little bit quicker, but he gave you something this morning. He set the wrong example. We find out in, verse, in chapter 19 that Lot actually became a gatekeeper in Sodom. He went from being the, uh, the nephew of Abraham and tending to sheep and flocks. To now, you know what he actually did, Pastor Miller? He actually sold out. That's what he did. He sold out for a position in the city. And he became a, a gatekeeper in Sodom, the Bible tells us. And when the angels arrived to destroy Sodom, they went in there to warn Lot that destruction was on its way. Because God had got so upset with Sodom and he was ready to judge the city, say enough is enough. And you know the story that Abraham said, listen, if there was only, if there was just 10 people holy, would you save the city? Since if there was 10, I'd save it. But they couldn't even find 10 righteous people in the city of Sodom. Come on, somebody. How many of that city was in bad shape? And so Lot was the only one. So the angels show up to Lot and they say, listen, buddy, you got to get out of here. The city's going down. God's going to rain down judgment on the city. And here's what we the power of Lot's wrong example. Because Lot says, okay, i got to get out of here. God's speaking to me. The angels are here. I've got to get out of here. And what happened was Lot was at his post. He compromised his calling to become a leader in the city. Did you know that? Let me, let me tell you this, my friend. Some of the greatest church leaders... And leaders in the kingdom are not even leading in the church. They're not even coming to church. They're living as undercover agents in the world. You bump into them all the time, don't you? They work at your company. They work at your job. They ask you about the things of God. They know scripture. You ever considered that maybe they were a preacher at one time? Maybe they were a servant in the house of the Lord one time. And what Lot actually did is he sold out to go into the world. He compromised his calling to live amongst the wickedness of the corrupt city. And that's what happens today is you have people out there who could be effective and talented in the things of God. They could help build the church. They can sing. They can preach. They can disciple. They have a hunger for the word of God, but they're not living out their calling in the church. They're pursuing things of the world. There might even be some of them out there right now that they messed up in the house of the Lord and no one has gone out to reach them. No one has gone out to let them know that he's, we serve a God of second chances. But you know what? We need to go out there and get them and bring them back into the house of the Lord. Lot was not called to be a, a, a civil servant. He was called to be a spiritual leader. Now, I know that we have some people here that you, 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 work, in the, you work in the city. You, you have different jobs, and that's okay. You've got to do what you've got to do. But never forget that your number one calling is to be a spiritual leader. That's your number one calling. Don't compromise for the world. 
for the sake of fitting in. You're called to be spiritual. You're called to be a man of God. You're called to be a woman of God. You're called to set the right example. Come on, somebody, not just here in the house of the Lord, but everywhere you go. The power of Lot's poor example was that when, the, when judgment was coming on the city, he didn't have the power. Watch this. He didn't have the power to get his family out. And this is where I'm going to close. He became such a poor example. See how quiet it is? I think a lot of us are, are reflecting. A poor example. He became such a poor example that he didn't have the power to get his family out. Let me tell you something, church. Judgment's coming. America's not getting better. America's getting worse. I don't care if it's Hillary. I don't care if it's Bernie. I don't care if it's... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Judgment is coming. And you know what we're going to need? We're going to need some spiritual men and women to begin to rise up so that your family doesn't burn up. This is serious. Tell your neighbor, this is serious. What did he lose as, I, as they come to the keyboard? What did he lose? Number one, Lot lost his children to the ungodliness of the city. Lot lost his children to the ungodliness of the city. Think about that. Because he made a bad decision. He had the sense to repent when the angels came. But his children couldn't be saved because the Bible tells us that his daughters, look at here, they married men of the city. They married unsaved men. We don't know who those men were, but we know that the men of the city, the men of that city were wicked. They were foul. And I don't even want to get into it. Read the story on your own. They were twisted. And the daughters married those men. The second thing he lost he lost his wife. The Bible says that when the fire started to rain down, the Lord said, don't look back. Tell neighbor, don't look back. That's a word. Don't look back. There's nothing in the world for you. There's nothing out there but heartbreak, despair, failure. Don't look back. And as they were leaving the city, the Bible says what happened to his wife. Ladies, you know this very well. What did she do? She looked back because the Kardashians were on. She looked back because she fell in love with the city. She fell in love with the world. She loved everything that that world had to offer. And the Bible says when she looked back, she turned to a pillar of salt. You know it. She was so wicked that even Jesus mentions Lot's wife. He says, remember Lot's wife. He says, he who loves this life will what? But he who loses his life, what? Will gain it. How many want to gain everything God has for you? He lost his wife. The third thing he lost was all his wealth and all he had accumulated with God's help. All that he had. Now I look out here and some of you are saying, well, I don't got much, Pastor. I got a 
couple t-shirts and a pair of pants, car that barely runs. But are you going to build? You have a heart to build, right? You have a heart to get everything God has to you, right? Look what happened to Lot. He lost all that he accumulated. After Sodom's destruction, he asked the angel to put him in a place called Zoar. Everybody say Zoar. Zoar means smallness. Smallness. Think about it, Dad. When he was with his uncle Abraham, he wasn't experiencing smallness, was he? What was he experiencing? Big time blessing. Big time favor. He had a lot. He was blessed by the Lord. Now, after he gets out from underneath the covering, he goes over. The city's destroyed, and he tells the angel, put me in Zoar, meaning a place of smallness. And he went to live in a cave. Man, talk about failure. Talk about losing it all. But you know the most important thing he lost, which is the final thing, if you're taking notes? Not only lost his children, lost his wife, lost all his, hawks, all his flocks and herds and all his, that he accumulated. You know what the most important thing he lost? Dad, young person, you know what he lost? He lost his spiritual authority. The Bible tells us that when judgment was coming, he went to go talk to those son-in-laws of his. He says, let's go. Let's get out of here. It's going to rain hell up in here. This place is going down. And you know what the Bible actually says? That his son-in-laws thought he was joking. Let me put it this way. It's not that they thought he was joking. They thought he was a joke. Get out of here. No way. What? What? Yeah, it's called God. Yeah. You've been living like this, and now you want to talk to me about God? You've been compromising, and now you want to talk to me about God? You're always telling dirty jokes, and now you want to talk to me about God? You're always disappearing, and now you want to talk to about you but we don't need less authority we need more authority we need men that are going to have spiritual authority in their life won't you stand spiritual authority this is a message this morning that I believe is going to get some of you in the place where God wants you to be what are you going to do when Something happens. Let me tell you something, Dad. Hear me, Dad. Something's going to happen. At some point in your life, something's going to happen. Tell your neighbor, something's going to happen. Someone's going to get sick. Someone's going to start partying. Someone's going to get into a bad relationship. Something is going to happen. Say that with me. Say something is going to happen. I'm not here to curse you. I'm not here to curse you. God has a good plan for you. But even when God, even when God has a good plan, things happen. And in those moments, in those moments, I feel like when those things happen, that's when we find out who the real leaders are. That's when we find out who the real men of God are. Who the real women of God are. 
I, I think if you were going to say, what kind of message was this this morning? You know what this is? This is a commitment message. This is a message of leadership. This is a message where you have to make a decision this morning. Am I going to be that person of authority in my family? Am I going to be that person that's going to raise my children in the things of God? Maybe you've made mistakes. I want to tell you something. It's not over for you. But your decision, your moment is right here. Your moment is now. This is your moment to step into a new place of authority, into a new place that God wants you to be. How many want to experience the blessings of the Lord? You want that? I know I want that. I know I want that. And that's why this message is so critical. And if you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I believe that I'm that person that God wants to use. I'm that person that needs to make that commitment. I'm not going to fail when times get tough. I'm going to be that one that's going to be that covering. I'm going to be that one that's going to lead my family.